Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Now, let's go to Arkansas's premier basketball recruiting analyst, Kevin Hoopscoop McPherson, for all the latest news for anything and everything basketball. Made possible by Fence Brokers. Fence Brokers, going the extra mile. Well, Kevin, let's start today with the 1130 uh, press conference involving Eric Musselman. Your thoughts, your observations. Well, I mean, he talked a little bit more about Devo. Uh, I don't know if you remember, Randy, our Tuesday segment. Um, but we talked, you know, Rick uh, was on, and, and we had been talking about what more would be said about Devo other than what we'd learned. The day yeah, I remember before, it real well. <laughs> I remember it real well. Rick, Rick. Do you guys remember me telling you at the very end when I was signing off there may be another surprise coming? <laughs> and Randy said, oh, boy, and that was it. It was we were, The music was on and we were out of time. Yeah. Okay, that. what was I the remember surprise? that. Yeah, sure what's did. the surprise? Yeah. Has anything else come out about any other players since I've been on with you guys on, on that you're aware of? Well, I think we know is Brazil's not going to play. Yeah. Play that came out of t- By the way, you were right, Rick. You said Friday press conference Tuesday, and I said I thought it was the next day. I misread that part, and it was Friday. It was today. There was stuff. You talked about Devo. Uh, <laughs> he did mention Brazil still out. Somebody else who I'm not sure will play is Caleb Battle, hmm. um, and he didn't talk about it today. Mossman did not talk about that. But why didn't you address Monday, it? I'm going to address it a little bit right now. Oh. This was what well, I, I thought you might with Coach Musk. Get his okay. Stuff. All right. Here you go. No, no. Well, I, I, I watched the press conference today. I, I was not – I had something else going on, and I was not able to ask questions today. So mm, I watched okay. it and listened. I was not logged in to, to, with audio to ask questions. But um, uh, um, we'll see if there's, a, if there's a release they put out before the game or if it's addressed at all. But I found out on Monday that Battle had been indefinitely suspended. I confirmed that with uh, uh, that same day, and I did not get a clear answer if he had if the suspension began during you know at halftime of the LSU game. Battle did not play in the second half. We've seen Arkansas players not play entire games or halves, including Battle, prior to that, mm. by, based on coach's decision. However. What I wasn't able to clarify was that part of the suspension was the suspension determined after that game because on Monday he did not practice with the team. I was able to confirm that, and he's indefinitely suspended. Now, the reason I didn't go into that was because I was asked not to on Tuesday, and they were, there was an uncertainty as to if there would be any announcement made if a Muslim would address it during his next press conference, which at the time I thought was Wednesday was actually today, uh, which he did not. And the other part was, well, sometimes they do these things right before tip-off. Um, the other thing is, uh, you know, there was no midweek game. Was there any requirements given to battle that I don't know about that could lift his suspension prior to the next game? In other words, there was no short-term round. There was a week between games. It, will this continue to be a thing, and will he actually not play tomorrow? That I can't answer. I've not gotten. I have not asked any follow-ups. Did not bring it up today. I was told, please don't report it. I didn't. I've heard that it's already gotten out through another, uh, uh, you know, 
another way, uh, either yesterday or the day before, so now I'm going to go ahead and talk about it, only because I know it's been out there by some other you know, uh, platform. So there it is. I know I'm kind of not being 100% clear, because I'm not 100% clear if he'll be cleared or not, or if he won't play. We don't know if, it's, if he doesn't play, if a statement will be put out before the game, or if he'll address it after the game as a suspension, or just say, coach's decision. Um, but he is—he was indefinitely suspended as of earlier this week, and I suspect that that may still be the case. So, Kevin, you know, in our conversation Tuesday, you know, I said that I thought he should at least say, if it was personal reasons. Again, I'm not there; they're not responsible to me, and they can do whatever they want to. Again, I just got to say, the response—you just have to sit down, and talk to the player, have a meeting, discuss how he's going to come back. How that process is going to work? Really? Do you discuss whether he's even going to come back? Do you discuss what he did? Do you discuss the mm-hmm. fact that he left the team for three games? Or do you just say, oh, hey, great to have you back. When, when you come back to practice? That's the way it was presented. Now, again, I don't know Coach Musselman. You know him. You obviously have good sources on the inside part of the program, and, and there are some things you can't say sometimes, and yet you are the only person that I've heard say you think it's more than a 50% chance that Coach Musselman won't be here next year. I, I find that astonishing to even consider. But I do have to say that the way this is treated and the way some things are happening, it's almost as if, well, we're just going to play out the rest of the season and then the next step. I don't know. Right. Am, I, am I wrong? Is, it, is this an unusual way to handle things? I don't know because, you know, I have to – when I really think about it, Rick, I think it is, but I, th- I remember in, when Pelfrey was at Arkansas, and I hate to draw those comparisons, but there were there were constant issues with stuff going on with players. And we would hear suspensions, indefinite suspensions, and you saw players move on and not even return, and there's a lot of stuff going on. And – some of that stuff really cleaned up under under Mike Anderson. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not saying there weren't ever player suspensions, but it just wasn't a constant thing. That's this right. season, there's just been a, you know, whether we've heard the word suspension or not, or someone leaving the program or this or that, there's been at least seven Razorbacks that have missed games. Now, some of that's injury-related. But given all the problems and the historical lopsided losses, I mean, they are historical. That's not an exaggeration. When we say historical... The worst oh, yeah. defeat ever at Bud Walton was against Auburn. Mm-hmm. The worst loss against Ole Miss in a in a half century. I call that historical. You know, uh, the loss at LSU, 21 points, was one of the worst. I think it tied the largest margin or was the worst. I'm not sure, but it was up there. So you've got a lot of stuff that's not typical, and it certainly hasn't been typical under Mussman. We do know Devo stepped away last year, so that was something that's already happened. Uh, on Saturday, you, you saw television cameras caught Makai Mitchell having words with Mossman on the bench, and they caught mm-hmm. him. came back at a timeout and talked about it. Mm-hmm. I've since learned there was some altercation between Battle and Musselman at halftime. That rumor's been out there, but I didn't. I wasn't going to acknowledge the definite suspension because I was asked not to. And I, but I have an agreement. If it gets out by some other platform or source at some point, I'm not sitting on that anymore. So that's what's happened here. But, Rick, to answer your question, yes, I have recently said, and I stand by it, firmly stand by the fact that 
there has been an exploration of other job possibilities going way back since I started getting the word in October. Well, the season hadn't started back then. I've heard it from enough places where I believe that whether it's being used as leverage or whatever, the reasoning is that it's true that that happened with Musselman, whether through third parties. I don't think he's directly done that. Um, so, and then my thought is, I lean towards maybe more likely that he's not back than than, than he will be. That could change, especially with all this stuff that's going on, because I think that could change not only the landscape of what's available and how that, you know, <laughs> you know what does the, you know, what does what is the last thing that the coach has done? That'll be, I'm sure, going into some considerations on what some of these other opportunities might have thought to have been. In other words, what programs, you know, are are willing to take on something that maybe wasn't didn't play out like it at first thought that it might based on the previous three seasons. If that makes sense. Well, if, Eric Musselman. <laughs> Yeah, I think he, this is his fifth year at Arkansas. He's an excellent coach. I think he's been great for the community, and I personally hope he's the coach for many more years. But he, I think this is the longest tenure he's ever been anywhere. And so to expect him to hang around for a long time, we just don't know. And we're seeing some crazy things in college athletics. Chip Kelly is leaving being the head coach at UCLA to be Amazing. the offensive coordinator at Ohio State. We're, we're, yeah. we're seeing some crazy things happen. And so who are we to say, well, you know, that's not going to happen or this? I, I don't know. And, and again, when I, when I look at the way this was handled with Devo with no accountability on anybody's part, it's just it almost says, well, hey, we're just, yeah, just going to play the season, see how many games we can win. But it also opens the door up. How are you going to deny someone else if they opt to take this route? Right. Stepping away because of uh, stepping away from basketball. Oh, they decide to return. Uh, call it what you – we've had this discussion already. But it's like uh, Jake from Cabot says, you know, I realize that's the battlefield. That's not uh, college basketball. But you don't walk away from your teammates. Well, and it could be that Musselman – over time, the decision is to come back. Whether that's a decision that's made helped made to be made for him, based on how this season goes and how that might have played into other opportunities, that's what I'm trying to say. I never have tried to indicate that I know he's gone. I know that that's been a consideration. The way it's told to me and from so many different folks for so long, it's been a strong one. But it also could be, that doesn't mean that, that it's happened. Obviously, it hasn't. He's still coaching this team. They're trying to win. They played better prior to the LSU game in the previous two games. And that was out without Devo Davis, who we know missed three games, along with Trevor Brazil. They both missed the last two. Hang on, Kevin. we got to step away for a moment. Rick Schaefer. I'm Randy Rainwater. That is Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of Hogville.net. Thanks to our friends at Fence Brokers, Chris Walker and the gang. Now, let's go to Arkansas's premier basketball recruiting analyst, Kevin Hoop Scoop McPherson, for all the latest news for anything and everything basketball. Made possible by Fence Brokers. Fence Brokers, going the extra mile. Trent, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Hoop Scoop. Good evening, gentlemen. I hope you're well. 
We are doing well. Thank you. Kevin, you said you watched that press conference. Did Musk not look like he wanted to be in the middle of a thorn hedge rather than at that press conference? (laughs) I've never heard that one before. Uh, There's been a lot of that at press conferences this year for for Musk. Typically, right after games, you, you 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 get that feeling for sure. Kevin, you're very perceptive about basketball. I mean, Matt, he's a kind of a rah-rah guy. I've known him since he was knee-high to a water bug, and he's always been excitable. And you, like I said, are more perceptive. What do you think is the poison on this team? Great question. Oh, boy, the poison. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's one thing. And I always think that when you have a multitude of problems, uh, and you're seeing it at both ends of the court. You're seeing it in, in stretches of, with lack of effort. You're seeing all kinds of disconnectivity, dysfunction. I always think it starts from the top down. And you can have a really good basketball coach, but for whatever reasons, distractions, uh, you know, maybe misevaluating on some recruits. There's just been other things. I mean, to me, it seems obvious that that once things started to go bad, they kind of snowballed. There was a point in time in December where. It looked like Arkansas might be riding the ship, and then SEC play has been the worst it's been. You got to go back 15 years to that Pelfrey team that went two and 14. So I think it's I think it's I don't think it's one thing. I think it's everywhere, including from the very top. And this just may be one of those throwaway seasons. Now they still have time to have a turnaround. I just don't know that they've got the pieces to have that turnaround. And players coming and going, and you know, uh, players. Fighting with the arguing with the co. I mean, you know, the battle's the latest, and we'll see if he's been, we'll see if he's been revived and, and taken off suspension, and, and it never got out. Well, it's out now, but it was an indefinite suspension. Well, you were talking about, uh, 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 I mean, uh, Mikel arguing with Musk. You should have seen Calal Ware going after his coach the other night. Oh, it happens. It it, it happens, but. Um, I, I think it's I, happened I don't a few remember times. the name of the Indiana coach, but he pulled Calais Ware off the floor, and he wasn't Woodson. ready to come off, and he was giving him what for as he was walking off the floor. <laughs> yeah. So well, I'll go ahead and let uh, you go, gentlemen. Thanks for thank you, Trent. Thank you. Yeah. All right, Kevin. Um, uh, my understanding, this has you mentioned October, November, something like that. My understanding, this goes back to where some of the issues began all the way back in the early part of fall, if you will. And it was all based upon NIL. Do you have any knowledge or any insight you can share how this may have polluted this season? As we somewhat believe the NIL polluted uh, back to the um, uh, football season. Well, depends on how you how you look at that. I think from an Arkansas standpoint, what I'm getting from inside the doors there is they do not feel like they have a strong NIL presence. Um, and I've heard it's maybe better than Vanderbilt's. That's what I've been told. So uh, that that it, so it, if we're looking at it from a, a, a circumstance of not enough. Uh, is that is, is that, that part is that part of the issue why some of the players have complained they haven't received what was promised to them? I've been hearing that beyond this season, by the way, going back to recruiting cycles when when uh, NIL became more prominent. So 
yeah, I would say it, it has some impact on things um, because it's if it's not positive, then it's negative. And, you know, it depends on the individual. If, if some guys know how to play through stuff like that and not let that affect what, what their effort is and what their attitude is, um, then then it's not a problem for them. But I think if across the board you're can, you think that you have one of the worst NIL deals in the SEC, certainly that probably is, is – true comparing to other programs and other conferences as well, then there's going to be some negativity there. And, and does that spill over to the court and to the, to the what's, you know, with the chemistry and how people get along and how they play? I would think at some point it does because you're telling players they have a value beyond their, their college cost of being in college. And so, um, you know, we see professional players, we've seen it over time, not happy with their terms, not happy with their contract, not having things, and it affects them. Other guys play through it and, and move on to the next opportunity. So, I, you know, do I think that that's a potential as, as a driving force as to what's going on here? Yeah, I think it's a, a very good possibility. And maybe that's a reason why Musselman would consider another job, is he feels if he doesn't feel like he's got the resources to recruit the players he needs. Again, we're speculating all of that, so... But that that could be a factor, don't you think? Absolutely. In fact, I I, I consider it as one of the factors. And I haven't, like I said, I haven't done a deep dive on this. I'm I'm kind of, you know, leaking out a little bit. The more we talk about it, I'm not, I haven't mentioned specific schools that I was told that he, you know, has interest in. And I'm going to hold off on that for now. Some of that stuff I've seen floating around out there after the fight, but. Um, people want to do enough Google searches and Twitter searches, I can probably figure some of that out. Well, stay tuned because it's only going to get interesting after tomorrow's game. All right. Thank you, Kevin. That's Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of Fence Brokers.